The Average Football Podcast. The Average Guys Who Podcast and Shit. Hello, everyone. Welcome into week three NFL season 2022. That's the year we're in. I'm Jason. Joined today with Dan. How you feeling? Feeling great. Uh, had another good week behind us. Have another good week ahead of us. Uh, let's get ready to roll. Yeah, I noticed you're rocking the Browns jersey. Despite, let's go. Despite the Browns' loss or crumble, even. <laughs> it's not It's not the first Brown crumble, not the last. I think I, I, I saw this stat on Twitter. It was like, this is the worst like uh, choke job since guess who the cleveland browns in fucking like 20 20 like 12 or something like that and i'm like oh yeah that sounds that sounds par for course as when the game happened i was just i was just null to it i was like oh they they just choked and then you go on twitter and you're like oh that was actually a really 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 bad choke yeah um is it conflicting as an ohio state fan to see garrett wilson do so well um no i fucking love garrett wilson um and I have him in fantasy too, so I'm a happy boy. Oh yeah, that, that always helps. So, um, on Sundays I watch the games of Dave and Buster's. I host football parties there. Hell and yeah! Freddie the Falcon came out uh, to this game, and he came out a little bit before the four o'clock, and he was talking shit to a Browns fan before the Browns collapsed. <laughs> like, I swear to you, I swear on my life, I think he cursed the game because the Jets were up like two touchdowns at the time. Freddie the Falcon, like the Browns fans started talking shit to Freddie the Falcon. Like he was like, you suck or whatever. And so Freddie the Falcon walked over to the TV that had the Browns and Jets game on and just pointed at it and then walked away. <laughs> and then the Jets scored the two touchdowns to come up or whatever. I don't even know what I, happened. I'm about to write a strongly worded letter to Freddie the Falcon. That's unacceptable. <laughs> Swear on my life. <laughs> um so yeah that was that was a fun game to watch speaking of other fun games to watch that came down to the wire we had the miami dolphins baltimore ravens massive shootout 42 38 jalen waddle gets the game-winning reception two of those six touchdown passes insane man i even like not all of them were yak either like some of them were some deep throws I think yeah too. like you know so there it is. There's this two. is and this is this is kind of what we were talking about earlier. And I think you even maybe even posted a clip on Instagram where we we're talking about teams that are surrounding their rookie quarterbacks. I think we even specifically mentioned the Eagles and the Dolphins. Yeah. And and then next week they're like this this is why you do that. Is because <laughs> even if that dude is not the dude for your future, you're still like that talent elevates the quarterback. It does. It does. Well, in this week, even in the Eagles game, we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but um, A.J. Brown wasn't even the leading receiver this time. Yeah. So, um, man, both of these quarterbacks looking pretty good. I mean, it still does appear that Tua is looking very, very good because of Tyreek Hill's addition, mm-hmm. whereas I think Jalen Hurts is kind of like really just big dog in it out in Philadelphia. Um, anyway, any other thoughts on this Dolphins-Ravens game? I mean, uh, uh, this this game was absolutely just insane from start to finish. Like, um, I I uh, I was see I had uh, I was in the fucking I was in Jacksonville. I was watching. I I was at the game in Jacksonville against the Colts. They had, and I've never seen a stadium do this. They literally had red zone playing it in the stadium. 
So I was I was literally probably watching Red Zone and then like oh shit Trevor Lawrence just did a th- did a throw or whatever but I like they like some of these plays in the game one Lamar Jackson absolute freak dude I don't know how they don't just back the the Brinks truck and pay the man already and then um I forget who it was was it Bateman that caught that really long pass uh, he had a 75 yarder. Yeah. 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 I mean, Bateman is showing up big time. You think that Hollywood Brown would have left. It would have been kind of in shambles. Nope. Bateman steps right up. Nope. And then of course, when we look at the Dolphins side, Waddle and um, Tyree killer was just killing it. Um, so, I mean, this game was just nuts start to finish. Um, I think that in terms of like, I don't know, some PFF bullshit, they say it's like one of the cr- like craziest shootouts of all time. I don't know about that, but it was, it's, it's probably a, one of the craziest games I've uh, seen in recent memory. I, there can't be many games that started off with a kickoff return touchdown. Yeah. Ended with a game winning touchdown in the final 15 seconds. There can't be many. <laughs> uh, first time in NFL history, I believe. Two receivers on the same team got 150 yards and two touchdowns. Wow. Waddle and Hill. I want to say it might have happened before, but I know it's definitely rare. Um, so, yeah, great game. Um, feel bad for Ravens and Lamar. I mean, like, <laughs> what can you do? But I'll give them, I'll give uh, the Ravens a moral victory here. Based on the play that I've seen from the rest of the AFC North teams, there's no reason the Ravens aren't going to win this division. So, uh, yeah. 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 Um, another damn, I didn't want to go game by game, but I at least wanted to talk about the good ones, you know. And mm-hmm. here's another heartbreaker. It was crazy. Uh Falcons Rams. Falcons down 28 to 3 at one point. Get with 27-31. It's the final score. And really ends because Marcus Mariota throws an interception. The Falcons actually had a chance to win it. Um, so that was fun. Great yeah. week. I was I was a little sad because I was I was like as that was happening I was like oh please I picked Atlanta to win this one I said it was a, <laughs> I wanted that to be like the one thing that it's just crazy thing that became right but um I didn't watch too too much besides like the final drive that you were talking about but um it, the 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 Falcons aren't just going to roll over and die this season like a lot of people think they are No that's true that that's really the only takeaway I mean it it just seems like I talked about it after their week one loss against the Saints, kind of the same thing as they just kind of smoothly operate. They just get, they just get four or five yards and just kind of move down the field and it's going to be whoever Drake London showed up. So that was cool. These rookie wide receivers. You need um, to get some Kyle Pitts more involved. I think. Eh. Might not need to. I would, I don't know. I traded him away, so I don't want to see him pop off anymore. <laughs> I don't even have any shares of Kyle Pitts in my fantasy leagues. I just, he's you draft him fourth overall let's 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 yeah, see what he can do get a great right. rookie season yeah yeah first rookie tight end ever to have a thousand yards um just gone away from him that was why i didn't like the drake london pick but drake london looks good so i guess yeah you can't he does him. so whatever um you hinted at it a little bit here Bengals starting out zero and two i think that that's a big talking point mm-hmm. a I mean, they made it. To, they made it to the Super Bowl, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, they they definitely did. <laughs> I don't know why I had to double check that, but they don't look like it's like you know. Normally, you have the hangover, but they look like fucking dog shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, 
I mean, that's my, that's really all I wanted to say. Yeah. I, I think um the one thing I'll say about here is I think one, I've been saying this on this podcast for a long time. Zach Taylor sucks. He's just not good. The play calls bad. The decision making, the timeouts, everything's bad. But I, I'll, I'll defend the Bengals a little bit here, where a lot of people are like, the offensive line still sucks. Like you, you like that it didn't work. You, you thought you fixed it, but you didn't. But I, I kind of feel like offensive line. I think they'll kind of figure it out. I feel like it objectively on paper, this is better offensive line than last year. And I think offensive line is like a kind of a position group. You have to give a couple games to actually start getting that chemistry and start gelling. So I, I don't, I'll defend the people kind of just writing off the Bengals offensive line entirely just because, I mean, they did play horrible, but I'll give them a couple more games here. Yeah. I mean, Micah Parsons is very good at football. Yeah. 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 You, so that's, that, that's another thing is you go up against TJ Watt week one and Micah Parsons week yeah. two um and like they're gonna have to go up miles garrett twice a year too so it's 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 a tall ask for any offensive line just i don't think i i went through our yesterday to see we got like 20 something correct predictions from week one and two and i've just been too lazy to fully make them into reels but i do at least have them spliced up in a little timeline we did not come close to picking cowboys over Bengals. nope (laughs) No, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's I've just been going off like our pick'em league, and I just everyone had the Bengals in that <laughs> craziness. And um, last big highlight, I think. Well, no, there's a couple more here, but you were you said it yourself. I want to at least give you the chance to talk about it. How was the Jacksonville experience? Yeah, I mean the the the, the funny thing is about this is I you know, I get, I'm not, I don't care about either team. I, I mean, I'm in the Jags hometown, so I'll be, so I root for the Jags. And I, I just, the whole time that I knew that I was going to that game, I was just kind of like, they're probably going to win. It's just like the Colts at Jacksonville, they never do. And they didn't. And, and here, I think the the Colts are an interesting team here because they're in a bad division. Titans bad Jags, I mean, uh, Jags, I'm not going to say they are going to take the division, but that, it's not going to be like the Jags are are that far off. They'll be a couple wins out of winning their division because just that division is so bad. And we haven't really seen the Colts put it together. Matty Ice does not look good, um, but I'll give him a couple more games, you know, to get more chemistry and that kind of stuff as well. I'm not going to overreact to that. Um, but th- it's it's been tough going. And the Colts, really, when you look at the Colts' schedule, they should have had a 2-0 and right off the bat. Like, they should be they should be 2-0. and um, But in terms of the game itself, I mean, it was just the, – the atmosphere was electric at the stadium. Nice. People were cheering. I mean, Trevor Lawrence probably had one of the best games of his career, if not the best game of his career thus far. Um, and really, uh, the, the running game wasn't really working too much at all. It was the passing game with Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk. And, you know, Christian Kirk obviously is signing people were dunking on. But he's living up to that contract at, at, through two games, and it's only two games, but he's living through that contract like, right now. And uh, I, love to, I love seeing – I've said it before. I, I want to see the Jags do good. I'm happy they did. Yeah. And I have, I'm happy I got to see it in person. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you got that. Uh, how hyped was Jordals? Very, very, very. I'm happy for him. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> um, all right. Quickly, not much to talk about in it, but Tom Brady got his first win over the Saints mm-hmm. as Buccaneers. So just a round of applause there. Um, 
And Amon Ross St. Brown and the Detroit Lions, or Jared Goff and the Detroit Lions, however you want to put it, that offense looks great. It It's like 30-plus points each game thus far. Right. <laughs> so. Wow. Great. Round of applause. Yeah. Let's talk and about that- it this way. Vikings only put up seven against the Eagles defense that the Lions just put 35 up. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean the Eagles, the Eagles defense is no slouch defense. Right. That's what yeah. It is. yeah. Detroit Lions. That they're, I mean, I don't know if they'll end up like being world beaters, but I mean, this regardless if they're good or if they're bad at the end of the season, this is gonna be a fun team to watch. Yep. You know, like Dan Campbell said, like, we'll fight you with one fucking leg, like in hard knocks. Yeah, like, I think something with like a something about a butt, like like just like without a butt cheek or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like you can see that on the field, the players embracing that mentality, and yeah. I mean it's 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 fun to watch. It just yeah. really is. Yeah, and Al- Almond Ross, St. Brown, stud. Yeah, stud. hey, that was your breakout for the season. Yeah, that he continue. So, yeah. <laughs> Um, and the funny thing was, is Jared Goff didn't even really look that good in this game. He's either like, the lines are just doing it. <laughs> four touchdown passes, 250 yards. Can't complain. Yeah. Can't complain. Jared Goff, man. Well, that's that's even the thing that makes it more impressive is like, you're like, oh, Goff could made this throw. Goff could made that throw. And it's like, oh, they still scored 30 some points. <laughs> it's a good yeah. problem to have. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so keep your eye on the Lions. Looking at all these games, anything you want to talk about that we haven't really hit on? Um, I think we hit all the major ones. Let me. I guess the Cardinals Raiders went to overtime. Oh yeah, that uh, was an interesting game. I thought you know Kyler Murray played great, especially on those two point conversion plays. Mm-hmm. Um, the Raiders, I don't know kind of imploded this is the week of i i I was saying it before we went live is like this is the week of just whack crazy shit happening Mm -hmm. um the one thing is concerning for the cardinals they they capitalize on the opportunities that the raiders gave them at the end of the game but um they cannot be relying on the fluke shit happening to win games uh and they really haven't really impressed me too too much with especially the first three quarters that game were just not good um, that being said, I want the Cardinals to do well, so I won't hate on them too much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was a good football game. I, it, really... I mean, it was super – That it, it was one of the better 4 o'clock games. I was watching it. We were, we were at a Wings place, and I was like, oh, shit, like this is a, this is a pretty, pretty good game here. <laughs> yeah. So we had some good football. Hopefully we have some good football here on week three. I'll let you kick it off. Your Browns leading the way, hosting Thursday Night Football against your Steelers. How you yes, I'll, I'll give the camera camera nice little view. This is going to be really the sole player of the Browns right here is Nick Chubb. <laughs> it, through two weeks, he's been absolutely amazing, averaging something like six yards per carry, absolutely insane. Um, that being said, like I said last week, this is going to not be a fun game. This is going to be a grinded out game. This is going to be a close game. 
I've been saying this, and, I, and people are like, oh, the Browns, these are easy games. The Browns should win them. It's like, dude, these are going to be ugly games. Good opponent, bad opponent. These are going to be ugly games. I actually feel bad that this is Thursday night football because there's going to be a lot of fucking people that are like, what, did, what the fuck did I just watch? You have anemic offense of the Browns, anemic offense of the Steelers, right? <laughs> right? It's going to be like Najee Harris versus Nick Chubb for essentially the whole game. Yeah. Um. And it's honestly, it's going to come down to, um. Even though I just said Najee Harris versus Nick Chubb, but in reality, it's going to come down to which defense just um has the least amount of chunk plays, because I can feel I feel this game is going to have field goals, and the touchdowns that are going to be scored are mainly going to be defensive fuck ups. So um, yeah. I, I'll in my prediction, I'll pick Browns just because I I could never in good faith predict the Steelers over the Browns. <laughs> but it's this is this game feels like a coin flip to me, honestly. But I'll say the Browns. Hey, Browns are four and a half point favorites. So that's that scares me. <laughs> yeah, I have been going back and forth on how I feel about this game all day. I think we're going to see another honestly kind of high scoring game. I, I originally thought like you would be kind of grind them out, but I'm looking, it looks like uh, Jadavian Clowney and Chase Winovich are out yep. and Miles Garrett just came up with a random injury. We'll see if he plays. He's, he's already confirmed playing. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, that helps. Yeah. Um, but, but Jadavion's a big miss, like way yeah. big. The impact of that defense when Jadavion wasn't playing last year, I mean, it's night and day almost. Mm-hmm. And I imagine, I mean, the Steelers kind of the same thing without TJ Watt. Mm-hmm. And both of these being run first teams, I mean, like, I guess I want to say high scoring because a lot of clock's going to be drained, but I think it might be some efficient offense um, just because the defenses are so bad. I agree. I I actually agree. I think they're going to run it. And I mean, it won't be like a super low. It'll be an average scoring game, but it's just not going to be fun to watch. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. So my player of the game, Kareem Hunt. I'm just going to say it every week until he is like really, 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 really good. (laughs) I mean, he was really, really good last week. Just didn't really show up on the stat sheet. Yeah. So Kareem Hunt. Um, Cool. Anything you want to say about this game before we move on? Um, I don't know. I I I really just think that this game's gonna suck. Yeah, it will. It will, <laughs> suck. It will suck. I have to go to like some river workshop with Madison instead of the game. You might not be missing much. I am. Yeah, I'm probably. I'll at least catch the second half. If I yeah. Am. At least, at least you know it's going to go down to the fourth quarter because no one's yeah, going to pull away from this game. Definitely. That'd be crazy if, like, the Steelers or the Browns even just, like, 35 to 10. It would not surprise me if there's some, like, fluke shit in this game. <laughs> what are your – no, I have been seeing some arguments with Denzel Ward and he takes. What would you say? I've seen a lot of people say Denzel Ward sucked last week. Um – so there's there's a debate. Uh, it's whether or not like the big play where basically it was a busted coverage and that's how they scored the touchdown and then they got the onside kick, yada yada yada. Um, there's a debate on whether or not it was Delpit's responsibility or uh, Denzel Ward's responsibility. Um, I just kind of take the stance. It's like you win as a team, you lose as a team. So get your shit the fucking like. 
Yeah. You should. You lost to the fucking Jets. Like, <laughs> it's Joe Flacco, dude. What can you do? He's elite, dude. <laughs> He's elite. What can you do? It's Joe Flacco. He loves killing the Browns. Yeah. <laughs> He's done it many, many times. <laughs> um, next game. This game's also gonna suck. I don't care. No, no one really says it anymore. People were pretty excited for the Saints offense. I mean, they're they are maybe a high potential offense still, but this game, Saints at Panthers, also just gonna suck. Mm-hmm. Staying far away from the TV on that one. Um, Saints win, and. Uh, God, this is just an abysmal like energy take here. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll I'll say this about this game. I think the Saints win. I'm with you. The Saints are going to win this one. Um, it's been kind of eye opening to watch Baker Mayfield through like the non biased lens, <laughs> where it was like, wow, like, and I knew prior to Baker Mayfield, if he didn't have an offensive line, like he just panics in the pocket, but you know, it's, it's watching him play. It's kind of painful. He doesn't have the offensive line. He's just, he's panicking, making these, these dumbass throws. I've, I, I think I read a stat that the, the Panthers have like the third lowest completed passes in the NFL. It's like, it was like 20, only 20 through two games that they've completed in passes. Um, and I'm not very very high on the Saints either, but I think that their defense is just going to be enough to just not yeah. have the Panthers score many points here. Mm-hmm. And the over-under is only like 40, so that should tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, I think I'll take the under of that. Like, okay. I don't know. <laughs> I don't see the Panthers scoring more points at least. Anyway, I don't have a take for highest scoring player, do you? Here? Um... Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I've said it the past two weeks and he hasn't done shit. So I'm just, yeah, but it's the safe choice. That's all. That's the only reason I'm saying it. (laughs) Uh, I'll go Chris Olave. Oh, that would make me so happy. He had, uh, I'm flexing him this week. So I need it. I've been, I've started him both weeks so far. I, I just feel good about him. But, uh, some nerd stat he had the most air yards um probably really maybe even nfl maybe not nfl history because of that julio jones 300 yard game but he had 365 like intended yards last week so what does that mean what so like if every single ball was caught he would have had 365 yards oh so that means that's like that means Jameis is actually slinging it Jameis is fucking slinging it okay but uh who knows so but that's pretty cool. I yeah, think. that's great. That's a lot of yards. Um, next game will also suck. This is Texans at Bears. I knew you were gonna say this one when you said it was gonna suck. <laughs> I'll take I'll take the Texans because of uh, Davis Mills and the Bears let me down last week after I picked them to beat the Packers. Um, <laughs> I'll take I'll take Davis Mills this time. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Texans here as well. Um, that the the passing offense for the Bears is in complete disarray right now. Um, Darnell Mooney's been doing jack shit, and I've been hyping him up too. <laughs> um, uh, Cole Komet's doing jack shit. I mean, it's it's just kind of sad to see because the the Bears, 
I feel like they should be better than they are. Like, I, they, I, they're not going to be world beaters, but they, this should be, like, I think the roster should be a six-win team at least, and they're playing like a, a four-win, three-win team. Um, and that, to me, kind of just says that coaching's an issue, um, but it's a new head coach, so you got to give them time to gel. But I, 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 like, I like Houston here because even though their roster's not good, I feel like as a team they're just – that the, they had a lot of people rolling from last year to this year so they can keep that and they've been playing decent like they haven't been playing you know they've been playing as good as they probably should be playing with their roster and yeah, so exactly. that's why i think the texans here uh, are gonna win this yeah it is in chicago but still yeah i agree with you texans win it um it'd be funny if this was another monsoon though i'm kind of hoping for that Sarah, what's the weather in chicago Weather in Chicago. <laughs> Ten days. No, it won't be. Damn. It'll be humid. Okay, yeah, they'll just they'll be sweating so much it'll be like it's raining on the field. <laughs> yeah, go Texans. Yeah, Brandon Cooks. That's my pick. Um. This is a fun one, I think. I think this is a very fun one. Um, I think that this Chiefs-Colts game, maybe not upset, but definitely trap game written all over it. Um, I still will take the Chiefs, but I don't see the Colts as bad as zero points against the Jacksonville Jaguars bad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... I mean, it, I, I have, I'm going to keep defending Matt Ryan for a few more weeks at least. I don't think the Chiefs' defense is crazy good. They're fine. I think um, the Colts can give them some problems. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's still Jonathan Taylor. And Michael Pittman will hopefully be back. So give me a close game, but still give me the Chiefs just because, I mean, it's the Chiefs and I'm not going to bet against them yet. Gotcha. Yep. Um, I'm with you on the Chiefs here. Um, I think the reason the Chiefs are going to win this game, I think I am expecting a bounce back game from the Colts. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I mean, there's the roster is a little too talented to just suck every game. And it, I mean, like you said, they've got Jonathan Taylor. And that's the reason why I picked the Chiefs to win, because you, Jonathan Taylor, I think they're going to establish this run game. I think they're going to have success with the run game against the Chiefs defense. But I, I think the Chiefs have the edge because even if you run down the clock with the run game, if you give Patrick Mahomes like 40 seconds, he'll get chunk plays on you. Um, yeah. And I think that the ability for the Chiefs to score fast is going to make it um, kind of insurmountable for the, for the um, Colts here. I, I do think maybe five and a half points is a little too much, but um, I, I do have the Chiefs winning. Yeah. Cool. Do you have a take for high-scoring player? I guess it's Patrick Mahomes. Um, yes, outside of Patrick Mahomes, you know what? I'll do, I'll do an under the radar take here. This is going to be a Juju Smith Schuster breakout game on the, on the Chiefs. Yep. Nice. Yeah. He looked really good week one and then week two, kind of quiet week three. He's yeah, and th- this is how it's going to go. They're, they're going to get a few chunk plays with Kelsey, and the defense is going to shift more towards Kelsey. Give Juju a one-on-one opportunity and give him, put him on a go route and have Mahomes hit him. Nice. 
Yeah. You're expecting a big uh, – you're calling a big Juju Smith-Schuster touchdown here? Yep, uh, 60-plus yards. <laughs> nice. Nice. I like our specific takes. <laughs> <laughs> Said so confidently, you almost believe they're going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 60-plus yards. Yep, sounds reasonable. Sounds reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I'm going to go with um, – I, I want to give a fun take, too. Uh, no, I don't want to give a fun take. I don't know. I, it's probably – it's Michael Pittman if he plays. Okay, okay. I, and and it can't really be understated how much the absence of Michael Pittman hurt the Colts this week. Yeah. Um, I think he's he, he's a little bit of an under-the-radar receiver, but he is very vital to this offense and, and what yes. keeps it chugging along. Because, you know, defenses can sell out against the run. So if you don't have that Michael Pittman as a threat to keep the defense honest, then they're just going to sell out to hit the Jonathan Taylor. And that's what the, that's what the Jaguars did. Um, so, yeah, you got you, you get your number one receiver back. That's a huge, huge, huge help for the Colts here. Yeah, yeah. And I just think, if anything, it'll just be garbage time. Yeah. But that'll be my take. Um, Bills at Dolphins. I'm not going to back down on this bills by a hundred again. Um, they're so good. They're so efficient. Their defense is very, very good. And Tyreek Hill and Jalen Wilder will be a very big problem for the bills defense. Mm-hmm. They do not have any good corners. Bills by a hundred <laughs> still just blow out from start to finish. The, this this to me is like my, the game that I'm circling on the calendar for this week because this this is just has fun written all over it. This game, because one the actually the Miami defense has actually been pretty trash. They've let they've let out or let up a bunch of points, mm-hmm. um, and so when you are gonna have them against the bet one of the best or if not the best offense in the league right now, um, and Josh Allen hurtling people you know making crazy throws i mean i i was watching on monday and man dude josh allen is just i i i I can't he's so fucking good dude the bill stefan diggs so fucking good um and the and the defense is no slouch you got fucking von miller um i'm blanking on their other good rusher but um um i mean the the Bills are going to have a bad game one of these weeks, but it's like I don't ever want to bet against them because we just saw them beat the Super Bowl champions week one and then the number one seed from the AFC week two. By a lot. In dominating fashion. Um, yeah. and, and not to say that the Titans are actually like this world-beating team, but like, I mean, that counts for something. <laughs> oh, yeah. They are very, very good. And Tredavious White's been on IR all season. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, Bills by 100, I don't see it letting off. I really don't. Not, not this week, at least. No. I, but this I, will be a fun one. This over-under is at 52. I mean, this could go easily go over. Yeah, I mean, my gut right now, my gut feeling right now is telling me that the Dolphins will keep it close, but. Yeah. I, I'm just excited for Tyreek. You because you said it yourself. Those corners are not the greatest, 
they give Tyreek an inch of separation, bro. This is going to be scary. Like he, he'll he'll just take off. Prediction? Are you ready? Hold okay. On. Like a, let me get like a straight face. Maybe even like, hold on. Von Miller hits Tyreek. <laughs> Von Miller hits Tyreek Hill so hard that he fumbles and then Ooh. is out for the rest of the game due to the hit. Interesting. Yeah. Predicting an injury. Classic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it's not like a big time injury. It's just like it happens like maybe the middle of the third quarter. Okay. Okay. You just they take him out as a precaution. Yeah. It's like a big hit in the game. Yeah. Like I said, the Bills are by 100. Right. So, like, the game's already out of hand. They take him out and uh, he fumbles and, and that's it. That's it. I mean, the the Bills are just killing it, dude. They're so good. And so, like, I mean, I, I know that I think me, both of us picked the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year. So, this shouldn't come as a surprise. But when you watch it, like, play out in real time, you're like, holy shit. Um, so. I mean, Bills by 100 wouldn't even surprise me here, but I'll I'll take Bill, Bills by seven. That's fair. Seven is a more reasonable scoreline than 100. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if this game ends like 150 to 50. <laughs> um, Lions, Vikings. Vikings, six-point favorites. That's interesting. You start. Do you know, like, the? are you a little bit more in tune with the Vikings-Lions history? No, but um, I'll tell you this. I think the Lions are winning. And I think um, I think for the fact that their, their offense is just too high-powered compared to – unless Justin Jefferson just has another amazing game, which is obviously certainly within the realm of possibility. Um, but I think, you know, he'll just have an – average game of one touchdown for yeah. one touchdown and 120 yards um, um and i think the lines just have so just have so much so much weapons on offense a uh, st brown swift are both going to have a good game i'm just i'm just going to ride this lions uh lions train until it bites me in the ass here um they're just such a fun team to watch and i after what i saw the vikings i still think they're a great team um but I just I think with the new head coach, it, you know, with Kirk Cousins at quarterback, I don't just give me the Lions, baby. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I want to take the Lions too. I don't think the Vikings get shut down like they did Monday night again either. Um, but I Lions probably win the game. I'll give it a field goal. I'm gonna. This is gonna be a thriller. Yeah, this will. I I I like that prediction. I think that this will also be a thriller. Yeah, this will be a fun one. Speaking of fun games, uh, Ravens at Patriots. Um, I don't know. I mean, the Ravens win, obviously. But, like, you'll want to – when I read this, you feel like it's a Ravens, like, blowout. I don't think it is for some reason. Um, and I think it's a low-scoring game. I'm going to predict here on the Average Football Enjoyers podcast that the Ravens don't score more than 20 points, but they do still win. And that's my I don't. I don't hate that, um, but 
I think that's within the realm of possibility. I think it will be a little higher scoring um, than that. Ah, such an interesting game because I feel I, I feel like this is almost a trap game here um, because the Patriots, um, even though they lost week one, what was the score week one? Was it closer than I'm thinking? But uh, not they, really. They, they The offense didn't get anything going. I think it was like 20 to 7. Oh, but okay. Just hung a lot of points, so I mean that that might adjust my prediction. I thought it was closer, but um, we've been agreeing too much. I'll just take the I'll just take the Patriots here. I think, um, <laughs> I think I think Mac Jones has a good game here. Um, I you know Mac Jones is not a world beater, but he's gonna have those couple games where you're just like, holy shit, Mac Jones is fucking good. Um, and I think that, um. <sighs> Who's going to have – I think they're going to run with Damian Harris. I'll say Damian Harris has a really great game. I like that. The Ravens' defense isn't very spectacular, so. Their secondary is good. I think that's why I think Damian Harris will shut down or, – or, or like the secondary will shut down the passing game and thus lead Damian Harris to having a really good game. I think that's fair. Yeah. Um. Next game. Bengals at Jets. Jets last year beat the Bengals when the Bengals were good. I think they'll beat the Bengals again while they're bad. Um, in the same, in a very similar fashion, like game-winning touchdown in the last few, like in the last minute or so. Yeah. This game has coin flip written over it for me too. I think. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if Zach Wilson's gonna be back or if it's gonna be Joe Flacco, but um I I so I think that this defense is underrated, especially this defensive line. And if this offensive line plays like they have in the past couple of weeks, Joe Burrow's again gonna be running around. He's holding on to the ball for a little too long. He's gotta learn to throw it away a little bit. And that's not me hating on Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow, Ohio boy, Ohio until I die. But um I think that the Jets, the defensive line actually kind of takes over this game, and this is by a field goal here. Yeah. Poor, poor Bengals. And um, I'll go ahead and ask it here just for my listening sake. If the Jets win this, Joe Flacco wins this. Mm-hmm. Zach Wilson getting his job back? Um, I think I actually read today that the that the coach Sala Robert Sala or whatever his name is, um, he said that no matter what happens, Wilson's getting the job back. Um, obviously a lot can change between then and now, but um, I I think you do have to see what Zach Wilson has. I think you have to give him a chance because. I, whether or not you believe in Zach Wilson, you have to admit that the intangibles are there. He's got a killer arm. He can scramble and make plays. We saw him do it in college. We saw him do it sporadically last year. Um, you got to see if he can reach the ceiling because if he can, then the they, I mean, they have Garrett Wilson. They have um, Brees Hall. They have um, great players on D. Their D is already showing that they can play at an NFL level. Um, so, I mean, if Zach Wilson, you have to give him a chance to develop. And if he develops, I mean, the Jets are are a real team. 
<laughs> straight up. The Jets are a real team. That's, I mean, that's true. Yeah, but Joe Flacco's slinging it, so. He was, and I was impressed. Like, week one, he did the – I mean, he still just mainly does, like, the dink and dunk stuff, but he's a smart quarterback. He's been around the game for a long time. Um, you, you know what you're going to get from him. So, he's not – he's really probably one of the better backup options to have in the league, quite yeah. honestly. Especially yeah. when you have um, great running backs like Michael Carter and um, Brees Hall because they're both a pass-catching backs that can – when he takes that check down – they can get yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. That's true. They've both been doing really well. A storyline I neglected earlier, I guess I'll talk about it a little bit. I'll just get to it later, but we neglected a big storyline from week one, so stay tuned, listeners, as we talk about it later when we get to that team. Um, the next game on the 1 p.m. slate, the Raiders are heading to Tennessee to take on the 0-2 Titans. I'm going to take the Raiders here. I just I don't like the Titans this season. We saw a little bit of Malik Willis against the Bills Monday mm-hmm. night. That was kind of cool. He didn't look good. Um, <laughs> um, but give me the Raiders here. And give me a Devontae Adams, like another like totally target hog Devontae Adams game in this game as well for the Raiders. And it, I don't think it'll be very close either. Um, maybe like a seven to ten point victory for the Raiders. Yeah, um, I a hundred percent agree with that. Um, I I don't know the validity of this, but my fantasy app is telling me that both Traylon Burks and Kyle Phillips are questionable. Which in a passing offense, it's already pretty sparse. Like those are big hits, especially with your first round rookie and Kyle Phillips, who is seems like he can be a kind of gem in the gold mine there um or not gem in the gold but you get what i'm saying but um it seems like this is just and i was defending the titans too on this podcast but they just do not look good and (laughs) this is just 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 not a great team ryan Tannehill is not good enough to elevate a a sparse receiving room um derrick henry hasn't really looked full derrick henry back from injury uh just this yet if they can get some big runs off of it that they can make this game a lot closer than it needs to be. But um, I think the Raiders just have too many, too much talent. I think Derek Carr has a rebound game. He hasn't been playing the best, but I do think he's still a good quarterback, not a great one, but a good one. Um, And I think they have enough to pull out this game. Um, And I also uh, agree that Devontae Adams just hogs all the targets today or this game. Yeah. Cool. We are very agreeable tonight. I know. We got to find some shit we disagree on here. Well, too bad, because the next game is Eagles at Commanders, and there's no way you're not taking the Eagles, because I'm taking the Eagles, and they're fucking awesome. Like I said, they're winning the division. I said they're making the playoffs. I'm starting to feel like this is one of those NFC teams that could make real noise in the playoffs. Like, maybe not Super Bowl winning. I still think, you know, it's an AFC team, but like... (sighs) They're very good, and yeah. I don't think they'll ever have a game where they're blown out. Mm-hmm. I think they'll be competitive every single game this season, and that kind of team can really make some noise later on. Yeah, I don't know why I'm talking about playoffs week two, but I like this team a lot. They're playing the Commanders, who I think suck. Carson Wentz, though, like I said, he did throw four touchdowns again, but he looked okay again. The Commanders, 
Like that offense is interesting, but Eagles by 14. Um, and it's Jalen Hurts again. Yeah. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll take this moment to just wonder why I was not super, super high on the Eagles. I thought they would be a good team, but I was, I didn't realize that they'd be this good. I mean, I guess only week two, but they've played some good teams. The Vikings aren't a slouch team by any measure. Um, who'd they, who'd they play week one lions, um, you know, and they gave them a game too. ended up being a field goal. Um, Jalen hurts has been looking really good, man. Like, um, he looks more accurate and really like we've seen what he could do on the ground. That was never in question. It was more of the accuracy on the passing. He's hitting his receivers and you give him, um, a Devonte Smith, you give him an AJ Brown that can, um, elevate him as well. I mean, this, this offense is really, really good because yeah. you have to devote resources to cover two great receivers. And then you, so you commit those resources. And then the next thing you know, he's taken off on his legs for a 30 yard chunk play. Yeah. It's like, it's almost, and I, I don't want to overreact, but I think that this can almost be like a Lamar Jackson situation here where Lamar, you know, his first, I don't know if it was first season or first half season, but like he wasn't, he really didn't look like the world beater he is today for, for like a season or half a season. And I remember hating on Lamar Jackson, like he can't throw blah, blah, blah. And the next season he wins the fucking MVP. (laughs) So this like, like Jalen hurts is a very interesting player to watch here in how he performs this season, because this season in, in my view makes the difference between oh, you can get this like another huge quarterback contract or, you know, you can be kind of like that bridge guy who, you know, um, like the, like he's got a range of options where he can fall. And right now it's looking like he's a certified stud um, and he's surrounded by talent. He's got the best O-line in the league. Probably he's got great receivers. I mean, this Eagles team, I, I was sleeping on him. I was goddamn sleeping on him. And it's, it's, I like to see them do well because it's funny to see Cowboys fans mad as shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, um, yeah, all my coworkers are crying about it. This, I'm just laughing to myself. Um, but uh, this is this is just an easy Eagles victory here. Um, you were you did bring up the how the Washington offense is interesting. I 100% agree. Um, I've been targeting on my waiver wires in fantasy everybody on this this commander's offense um curtis samuel dotson um both who are on the waiver wire if and if they are on the waiver wire to anyone on this league go pick these bitches up right now because um carson wentz might not be the best quarterback but he can sling it and and these players are putting up numbers um and curtis samuel is he's looking good when they kind of put him in like that Debo samuel type kind of situation um, so this is a very interesting offense. I think, uh, I think what kills, what kills this game for the commanders is Carson Wentz will probably throw an interception or two. And I think that turnovers, um, will kill this game for the commanders, but this is a very, very interesting offense. Um, and I think this will be kind of a fun game too, because one it's divisional and those are always, you know, you, anything can happen in divisional games. Um, but I also think that you have two offenses that just aren't afraid to put up stats. Yeah, you're right. This will be fun to watch. 
Eagles are good. Let's move on. Jaguars at Chargers. We have seen, I guess this is another headline we missed. Uh, Justin Herbert got a little banged up. He's questionable. Mm -hmm. He'll probably play. He'll probably pop some painkillers and be out there. I don't think Keenan Allen will be out there. That's I don't have any insider information. That's just a, me throwing it out there. The Chargers defense is very good, though, and the Chargers offense is very good. Justin Herbert is very good. I'm still giving it to the Chargers. I don't know why I spent that, that long thinking about it. Give me the Chargers. <laughs> as, as a new Jaguars fan, <laughs> as a new Jaguars fan, I can't – I can't bet against my team here. I think um, Keenan Allen being away and and really Austin Eckler not being utilized as he should, in my opinion, in this offense uh, from what we've seen this season so far. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take is going to build on what he did last game. I think that this is going to be generational versus generational talent this game, and Herbert versus versus. Um, Trevor Lawrence, sorry. And I think I'm going to – they're going to just going to keep rolling. The Jags are going to keep rolling here. And you want to know what? Christian Kirk, three tutties, 180 yards. James it. Robinson, we'll give him a touchdown too. Is this your – um? we said it last week. We did literally talk about it. We said at some point Trevor Lawrence is going to throw six touchdowns. Yeah. Realized it. Is this the game? Not this game because I think that the secondary, the Chargers, is actually pretty decent. Um, but I, 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 when I was at that Jacksonville Jaguars game, I was just impressed with that passing offense, and I think that this passing offense will will be really good. I think Trevor will actually get some deep bombs. There was one deep bomb that that was dropped, but it was really the receiver's fault. It was a beautiful dime by Trevor Lawrence, like a, like an elite level pass through the defender's hands right into his receiver's hands that the receiver just dropped. It was Agnew, um, which I was like, have Christian Kirk run that route. It was a beautiful route. Um, but um, it was a one-on-one -on -one matchup. He put the ball just right in the right place. I I mean, this this, this is a guy who it was the number one recruit out of high school. I, I mean, I've already said this, but he's number one recruit out of high school. He was the number one recruit out of college uh, or draft pick out of college. I mean, and now he's got a competent head coach. The roster around it, it, him is decent, right? And the defense, right? Josh Allen's been been doing good. They had a couple of good sacks on on Matt Ryan last week. Give me the upset here. Give me the Jags, and I think that Trevor Lawrence has a really, really good game. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'll yeah. also be wearing my lucky Jags hat because I, I got a free hat at the game and now it's lucky, obviously, because it's undefeated. So I'll be wearing my lucky Jags hat on Sunday. Are you worried that the lucky hat has like a, a like a certain radius tied to the stadium of which the game that's being played? In? No, like, luckiness has no radius. <laughs> <laughs> Rams Cardinals next game. This has fun written all over it. Mm -hmm. um, I think at some point this Rams offense is going to hit a wall. I guess that would have been week one, actually. I guess we already saw that. So, But I feel like it's going to happen again. But I don't think it's this game. Cardinals defense sucks. 
Uh, Cooper Cup is really, really good, and Matthew Stafford will always find him. I picked Cardinals in our Pick'em League, so I'm going to stick to it. I'm going with the Cardinals here. No explanation. I guess if I think it's the Cardinals, I think Kyler Murray pulls it out um, and give me Marquise Brown two touchdowns. Marquise Brown two touchdowns. Um, damn this this is this is an interesting game here. Give me give me the Cardinals, and I'll I'll tell you the reason why. I think that I think that mo- the momentum from last game is kind of carry forward. They had a kind of and I was saying this earlier while when I was kind of criticizing them, they had essentially six bad quarters to start the season. But I think that that momentum is a real thing. And I think that this momentum of the win last week actually carries through. And honestly, the Rams um, are, are and will be a good team, but I'm, I, they're starting out a little bit slow here. This is an opportunity for the Cardinals to come in here and get a divisional win and to really just kind of make a statement here and, and turn the page on on some of the bad that was in uh, the beginning of the season. I think that Kyler has a really good game here. I think he's – I think especially with his legs, I think his pocket's going to collapse with obviously uh, Aaron Donald. Um, his pocket will collapse. He'll start scrambling and realize that all the defenders are downfield and just take off. He'll get a, co- a lot of chunk plays off of that. And I agree Hollywood Brown will have a good game. Um, Dorch will have a good game. Um, and, um, you know, (laughs) yeah. I am impressed with Dorch. Very impressed with Dorch, but I still am going to stick to my convictions and say that the second Rondo Moore is healthy, those are the exact same plays that he's running and Dorch will still get some usage, but I think that those high, like that high usage will go to Rondo Moore. Fair enough, um, but I think especially if once Rondell Moore, I think he'll have a very short leash. So if he's not, so if Dorch has, you know, he plays good again this game, and let's say Moore comes back the next game, and you know he's not performing, he's gonna have a very short leash. And I think that you know someone like Cliff Kingsbury is, you know, especially in that college, he's a former college coach. If you earn the job, you earn the job, and um. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I do really like Rondell Moore as well. Um, so when he comes back, I do agree his usage will probably be um, a little less here. Cool. Um, next game, I have fun thoughts on this one. This is Falcons at Seahawks. I'm gonna say the Falcons absolutely annihilate, and I mean annihilate the Seahawks. If you have a Falcons player, put them in your lineup this week. I predict. A touchdown for Cordero Patterson, a touchdown for Drake London, a touchdown for Kyle Pitts, and a rushing touchdown for Marcus Mariota, as well as, I guess, two passing touchdowns I mentioned earlier. Um, and I don't see this game being close for a fraction of a second, unless it's like the Seahawks get the ball first and they have points. They get yeah. points off that. But uh, I don't know. I have great feeling that the Falcons just smash this game. I'm kind of with you here. I'm I'm kind of surprised that um um the Seahawks are favored in this game. Yeah. Because on paper, looking at the rosters, I'll take Atlanta over um the Seahawks here. One because I think the offense has um 
uh, some more weapons. I'm not super high on Tyler Lockett. DK is obviously a stud, but I think that Drake London and Kyle Pitts and having a quarterback in Mariota, who's still like um, not, he's really not bad at all. He can run it. He can, he can throw it pretty decently well. And Geno Smith, um, he was really, really good in that um, Russell Wilson revenge game, but he's, he's not that good. (laughs) <laughs> it's just he's he's not that great of a player so i am surprised that the seahawks are actually favored in this one i think that um i think that kyle pitts gets more involved this game and i think he has um a tutty yeah i i do think that all of this um because there's been a lot of attention on kyle pitts not getting used mm-hmm. arthur blake came out and said something about it so yeah i think it wasn't the quote it was something like uh well, this isn't fantasy football. We're here to win. And it's like, bro, you're 0-2. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. So I I do think he'll get I do think he'll get more volume. I I say he gets a touchdown. I don't think he has a great game. I do think he gets a touchdown. I'm predicting mm-hmm. like a 40, 50 yards and a touchdown kind of performance from Kyle Pitts here. Um, which is, I mean, better than he's been doing. Uh, but I really just think this Atlanta Falcons offense, I've talked about it a lot now. They just take what they can get, and it's just small yards after small yards. And I haven't seen them take the top off yet. And um, I really don't think Marcus Mariota really has the capability to take the top off. So I just don't really see it happening. I just see it being a nice, just really methodical offense, and they'll get it done. They have been getting it done. So, um, yeah, Falcons by 20. Let's do it. <laughs> Next game. Packers at Buccaneers. I like this game a lot because this is this is like the the time that it's truly, really, and I mean truly, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Mike Evans is suspended. Chris Godwin is injured. Packers still don't have Devontae Adams. That's clearly left in absence. And no one stepped up. I got a fantasy alert that Christian Watson's questionable now. Who knows what just popped up there? You know, uh, this is literally two of the greatest quarterbacks of our generation battling out with a corpse of a receiver core. Mm -hmm. With a really – with both teams having some pretty solid defenses. Yep. So I like this game a lot. Like this is just like um, this is just a this is a quintessential football game that we're that we're gonna be treated to. Um, it's not gonna be high scoring at all. <laughs> um, I I'm gonna pick the Buccaneers just because I like the Buccaneers. But I I mean it, this is a coin flip. Um, you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna pick. I'm going to pick Green Bay here yeah. for the reason that I think a lot of people are more down on the Green Bay Packers just because their week one performance. And we've seen that they barely the past two years, their week one hasn't been great, but I think Aaron Rodgers, um, I think Aaron Rodgers and his receiving core um, might uh, be a little bit better, have the edge just based on just kind of who I like a little bit better. They're both not great at all, but I do like, uh, what the Packers offer a little bit more than the Bucks without Mike Evans. 
Um, but I'll give a piece of advice to anybody in fantasy who plays in a best ball league. Um, pick up Cole Beasley. He was just signed by the the Bucks. Might be elevated from the practice squad on game day. So if you're in best ball, that could be you know a good little dart throw to to uh, for your week. Um, but I I also just think that the Aaron Jones AJ Dillon duo on the ground is going to be a big part of this game, especially um, Aaron Jones. You can kind of get him on the outside so that you avoid the defensive line of the Buccaneers here. Um, and then AJ Dillon is just big enough to just kind of truck through the, that defensive line, I think, and get like three yards when they need them to. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that the versatility of their running back room is, is, and me slightly liking their receivers a little bit more gives the edge to the Packers for me. I think it's a close game, but I think ultimately that the Packers, um, the Packers pull this one out. Okay. My hot take for this game, and just to stay in line even, but I also firmly believe it, I think that both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon have less than 50 yards rushing. Um, They might do well in the receiving game, like Aaron Jones might do well in the receiving game. I won't speak to that, but I truly believe that this is legit going to come down to Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. I don't think we're going to see much running at all. I think even Leonard Fournette might get neutralized, to be honest. I, I could see that. I mean, the def- especially for the Buccaneers, like – We've seen teams have trouble running the ball because, it, you know, the middle of that field with that defensive line, especially in, especially in run situations, they they can shut teams down. They really can. So I, I think that that continues. Um, I'm, 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 I'm excited to just kind of follow along to the game. There's a lot of good four o'clock games. Yeah. Um, but that'll be that, I think that that'll be like we'll be we'll we'll look back on that game pretty fondly, I think, because um, it's probably Tom Brady's last season. You know, we get to see him against Aaron Rodgers probably <laughs> one last time. Well, they might play in the playoffs. We'll see. But anyway, next game. So this is this is the big headline we missed. We didn't talk about this. Trey Lance is out for the season. Oh, yeah. So it'll be the sexy Jimmy Garoppolo 49ers <laughs> heading to Denver to take on Broncos country. I'm going to give it to the 49ers. The Broncos offense hasn't looked that great. Um, I think they will start clicking at some point in the season. I don't think it's yet. The 49ers defense is very good. And I think Jimmy Garoppolo, you know, he's not a great quarterback, but he's a very good quarterback. And with the weapons that he has, Debo Samuel and George Kittle might be back out. Who knows? Um, Brandon Ayuk is good. Oh, and they just signed Marlon Mack. Oh, I didn't see that. They signed Marlon Mack um, because Tyrion Davis price got hurt. But anyway, I like the 49ers. I think that that's a really good offense with Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm still. Like they're fine. They just made the NFC Championship with them. So yeah, the the funny thing about this game, right, is the um San Francisco 49ers were underdogs until Trey Lance got hurt. So that tells you a lot about the situation here that Vegas thinks that the San Francisco 49ers are actually a better team with Jimmy Garoppolo Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm here. Um, I, I do think that the Denver Broncos, um, I think their offense starts chugging along here a little bit this game. I think this actually gonna be a really fun game to watch on Sunday night. Um, like I, I think that the hate for the Denver Broncos has been a little overblown recently. I think a lot of it is just because Russell Wilson is just a hated man within the league for whatever reason, um, be that personality or whatever. But, um, I, I, I do like the 49ers here, but I think that the Broncos take a big step forward and 
um, maybe uh, silence a little bit of the haters that they've been getting. Cool. I'm glad we started to get some disagreement. Yeah. Um, Wait, did you pick the Broncos? No, 49ers. Oh. Uh, Okay. So did I, but okay, never mind. You're, you're but can't... but we 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 had some disagreement there. So yeah. I I I think that actually, I, and maybe we can get into this because this is this is slightly related. Is that this Trey Lance situation to me is just very peculiar now because even now you had, I mean, Trey Lance has a bunch of haters. Um, just because we've seen so little of him that the kind of the takes are everywhere. Yeah. Um, and now we're not going to see him for another season. So essentially, like he, that's one less year on his rookie contract. He's mm. gonna come. Let's say Jimmy G does really well. What what, what do you do now? Mm. Because this is this is such a weird situation where Trey Lance was drafted, you know, a, a year ago would be two 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 and a half years by the time next season starts, and he's gonna be ready to play. And we've barely seen him play. He didn't really play that much in college either. It's like, what the hell is Trey Lance? Is he is he good? Is he bad? Like, like it, this is such a weird situation to me, especially when you had something that was, you know, working at least pretty well with Jimmy Garoppolo. It just seems like this is this is a situation to watch because it could go left, it could go right, it could go up, it could go down. Um, but in in the short term, Broncos, uh, Niners. I do think that the Niners take it. Did you see? Uh, what do you think? What is it? What is your opinion on Trey Lance? It's like, it's like this. I think, I think he's good and can be good. Like, I mean, I have the same opinion everyone has probably that he's a project quarterback. He has mm-hmm. really good intangibles, all that stuff, and could end up being really great. I think the 49ers were dumb as fuck to trade all the capital that they did and go out to pick him when they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that lesson was learned and we saw it in this quarterback draft class where only one quarterback was taken before the third round. Yeah. Like if Trey Lance was in this draft class, he probably would have been taken still around the third round. Yeah. That lesson was learned. Um, I mean, like you can't say that Trey Lance is any better than Malik Willis. You, there's no argument there yeah yeah um trey lance has not looked great when he's played so um and i'm also a jimmy g defender i think he's fine yeah. I, I do think he's fine i think he's the type of quarterback that elevates an offense <clears throat> i guess in the way that ryan Tannehill would <laughs> you know um and so with really good weapons that's awesome so that's my that's my take on trey lance um did you see the contract situation with Jimmy G, well, now he can like earn a lot more money. Like a fuck yeah, like yeah. a lot of money. He wins um two hundred fifty thousand dollars for every game he plays more than like twenty percent of snaps. So that's every game the rest of the season, and a hundred thousand dollars for every game he wins. Yeah, <laughs> I just I I really do feel bad for Trey Lance though because, um, like he really could be a good quarterback, like you said, like he's yeah. got the intangibles, <clears throat> but. So now you have another year of like not seeing you play. The haters are just going to get louder. Um, and especially when Jimmy G is a working solution, it's going to be interesting. I hope that Trey Lance is really, really good just for the fact that I like to see haters kind of eat their shit. But um, yes, yeah, going to be, this is going to be interesting. Uh, but I am happy for Jimmy too that he's making the money. 
Yeah. I mean, so this is for Jimmy. I mean, it's uh, this is his last year on the contract. So even if he does do well, it would come down to either the 49ers deciding to resign him or what? I mean, he'd probably just, send, I mean, they, I guess they would resign him again to a similar contract. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I imagine they go right back to Trey, to Trey Lance. They have to. I mean, they have to. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's the weird thing is, is like they literally paid for Trey Lance what the Browns paid for Deshaun Watson. Like that's just kind of crazy to me that yeah. yeah that that was the same price yeah that is interesting when you think of it that way um I mean I guess they both kind of have risks in that they're oh I mean, I, I mean they, they, none of them are completely um safe moves but <laughs> <Right>. there <laughs> at, at least with Deshaun Watson you have it on tape that he's he's been good at least right. in the past and it's only eleven games yeah so. All right, we have one last game. It's Cowboys at Giants. <laughs> Giants are 2-0. and I don't think that continues. I think Cooper Rush and the Cowboys keep it going. I think that Micah Parsons gives Daniel Jones a lot of trouble. I think that defense is good, and I think it's still low scoring. I'll give the Cowboys another another exact scoreline from this week, 20-17 to over the Giants. Yeah, I, I don't really see much I can disagree with there. I think the Cowboys – have enough to kind of win this game, even with Cooper Rush. Um, the Giants, though, are 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 an interesting team that I think that they've played well. I just don't think their roster is necessarily that good to make that much of an impact um, in, throughout the season. Um, but I really do like kind of like the new regime in there with the GM coach combo. Um, so um, give me the Cowboys here. I think actually. I guess this this might end up being a hot take, but Ezekiel Elliott, I think, will will really rule this game here. I don't like Ezekiel Elliott, so I'm just going to disagree with you. <laughs> um, he has not looked good, but if there's a game to look good, it's against the New York Giants. He he did look good in the first game, but I, really the first game just kind of got away from them. I think they got frustrated. I think that um, Kellen Moore is not really that great of a play caller. Um, I I do think Zeke is a good, but his, like he's paid way too much. He's he's you know that hurts the team that his cap hit is so high. Yeah. Um, but I think he's he's better than uh, Pollard. I, I think Ezekiel Elliott used to be better than Pollard. I think he's officially deteriorated. I think we can I think we can put the the stamp of washed on Ezekiel Elliott. But uh, I, I you might be right by the time the season ends, but I'm not buying into that just just yet. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, he's still being fed. I mean, he's getting tons of carries. Yeah, and he's got the new face mask or whatever. It's true, you know. That's one thing. I, I really like the dark visors. Gerald Everett, tight end for the Chargers, is rocking it. So I think that that makes him obviously the best tight end in the league. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess I should that should make me think Ezekiel Elliott is a little better than what I'm saying. So anyway, still Cowboys win this game. Yep. We have about six minutes left of this call. We've talked about all the games. Is there just anything you want to talk about football-wise before we sign off? Yeah, I've, this has actually been something that I've been kind of thinking about here. And um, kind of uh, – and this is mainly directed towards the Dolphins and the, the Eagles, and this has just been a very interesting topic for me to think about is 
how teams are going to take whatever happens in this season and kind of um, implement that into their own game plans. Because we saw the the Rams, right, when they won their super or when they went all in for Matthew Stafford, right? You've seen, or even before that too, and just signing these crazy contracts, trading their first round picks. You saw, I actually saw a lot of GMs kind of trying to emulate that a little bit. And now we maybe have another blueprint kind of emerging of how to build a team is, hey, even if you don't think your rookie contract quarterback is amazing, surround him with just elite level talent and see what fucking happens because you'd be surprised with how this elite level talent can elevate the quarterback. And worse comes to worse, you do what the Rams did anyways and just trade whatever for a, a veteran quarterback. Um, so I think that this is actually, and I've, especially after last week, I was thinking about that, this, I was like, I think we're going to see a lot of teams kind of take this blueprint and do it in the future. Yeah, no, I mean, that'd be smart. I think we'll even start looking back and be like, why the hell didn't the chargers go get, uh, someone like that? Like Mm -hmm. I know Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are, they're fine. And I mean, Keenan Allen, especially used to be really good, but Justin Herbert eventually got him at the end of at, at the end of his career. And I think we all know what Mike Williams yeah. is. Yeah, and like the, the Chargers in three, four years are going to have to look different than they look now because yeah. of everyone's kind of aging out besides like right. obviously their young talent. Right, and Justin Herbert's going to be so much money. Yeah. Yeah, that is very good point. That is, that is, it'll be very interesting to watch. I wonder like a team that could possibly do that next would be, I guess it would be one of these project teams. Like maybe I, 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 like Willis or whatever. I think I uh, think about it like this. I, I I'm even maybe looking further into the future. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they have yeah. weapons now. Yeah, they have weapons. You get the um, you get the rookie quarterback in there next year, right? And then let's say after the first year of your rookie quarterback, you go get another wide receiver right. or something yeah. like that. And right. now you're cooking. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Or the te- I don't know. Like the Texans, I don't know like how much I, I guess I I guess it would be a lot. Like the yeah. Texans, Davis Mills, like Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins are good, but damn, you put DeAndre Hopkins on that team. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Texans also got three firsts from the Browns, so they're gonna look a lot different too. That's true. That's true. Um we'll 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 give some more kind of postseason analysis when we get near postseason. I don't need to ask any more yeah. about that. Um so anyway, this has been fun talking about week two and looking forward to looking forward to week three. We'll keep it going here at Average Football Enjoyers. Thanks for joining me. Peace out. See you, man. You have a good night. Yeah, you too. Bye.